Extended podcast episode 69. Kevin isn't home alone. Super Bowl preview for the 2021 season. Coach, how are we doing today? Uh, man, I'm a little tired, but I'm here, ready to rock and roll. Um, uh, obviously, uh, whenever I get to talk about football, and uh, even though it's not about my Chiefs, I still am motivated. Um, I don't know about you, but I turned on the Pro Bowl for probably three minutes and immediately turned it off. It is, yep. it's touched, dude. It's, it's yeah. Even Shannon Sharp was even going off on it saying like, you know, uh, how many Pro Bowl, I mean, that dude is in, I think at least 10, at least 10 or 12 Pro Bowls and at least they used to tackle. Yeah. yeah nine. He, used, he used to make it, uh, used to make it at least somewhat interesting and I, and I get it. These guys don't want to get injured or anything like that, but uh, you know, I would rather not watch anything on this, like having to do those fun skill, those fun skill competitions and actually have a game and just waste our time. So, uh, right. Yeah. But yeah, Super Bowl next week, man, you stoked. You, you, you excited to actually watch teams that, I mean, you're not used to watching the Raiders in the Super Bowl, but are you excited? No, to watch <laughs> I'm never used are you excited to, that, to watch no. these two teams play. Uh, yeah, I am. Um, it's almost, more because I don't, as you and I have talked about, we really don't have any stake in the game in this one. Mm-hmm. Like it's not anyone from the AFC West. It's not even a team that either of us like regularly face during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pumped for it, but I'm almost more so like, all right, this is kind of getting us to where we can really start with draft season and mm-hmm. the combine and free yeah. agency and all that. But I'm going to try to focus in the moment. Um, so we've got SoFi stadium, beautiful spot in LA your boy Stan Kroenke hooked it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And his and his Rams uh, are facing off of the Bengals. Let's just open it up. Um, I want to hear your take on it first. You know, this. I think a lot of people had um, thoughts that the Rams were going to be in the Super Bowl. Um, uh, Dan Orlovsky was the only one who thought that Joe Burrow had a chance to uh, to to make it. Um, I think it's a good game, man. Uh, the Bengals have played obviously great football. Um, you know, they, they had their ups and downs during the season, but really, you know, that's, that's any team there. There's, there's, there was no team this year that was just straight dominant all the way through. Everyone had their hiccups. Um, right. but obviously the, the Bengals have played great these, these entire playoffs, um, you know, between, you know, beating the Raiders, beating the Titans, beating the chiefs, they, you know, they, they won three straight games. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny, no team, I think it's the first time, like no team with a bye didn't make it to the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's the first time or it's it's the first time in a long time that no team with a bye yeah. made it to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, you know, they have a break, you know, between uh, obviously the AFC, cha- AFC and NFC Championship game to the Super Bowl so they can get rested up. But still, still it's a lot of extra football, right? So uh, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, you know, I, I had a past relationship with the Rams. Um, that went r- way South. A fling. We had a fling. Yeah, it was, it was a fling. It was mm-hmm. a, one of them swipe right things and got, got done quickly. But, um, yeah, uh, if I, the team I want to win is I want the Bengals to win. I, I do. Um, right. I think that'd be cool for them to get their first Super Bowl. The team that I think is going to win. And if I'm being more an analyst, I, I think I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, they are going to be able to get to the quarterback with that rush defense and Aaron Donald and Von Miller and those guys. 
um, better. It's going to be the best defense, I think, that the uh, that the Bengals have played this year um, or of recent in the playoffs for sure. Um, so I'm pretty confident the Rams are going to get the win. Um, I uh, it's going to be a good game. You know, I, I I don't have any rooting interest in it, so I'm not going to be necessarily sitting on the edge of my sh- edge of my seat. You know what I mean? Just like you know, with yeah. my with my throat, in my chest the entire time. Uh, or heart in my throat, or whatever the however, however the heck that um, <laughs> yeah, throat in my chest. Yeah, I don't. It's 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 been a long weekend. Um, I think we all know what you mean. Yeah, you all know what I mean, right? So, but I, I think I think the Rams will get the win. I think it'll be a relatively close game, but I think Cooper Cup, uh, who I hope just burns Eli Apple every time, um, yeah, scores like absolutely. three or four touchdowns on him, and then Eli Apple can just peacefully just go into the deactivate sunset, his Twitter account, deactivate yeah. his Twitter account, and just. Just hang them up. Go, you know, go sell washers and dryers at uh, Best Buy. But um, yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm confident the Rams will get the win. I think Matthew Stafford will finally reach the pinnacle that you know many people thought he would get to, and I think the Rams will win um, by at least ten points. Honestly, wow, you think that big? I think they have. They're given four and a half points. Yeah, I think they're going to win the by Bengals ten. Right I think now. Just, it, the, the thing with the Super Bowl and like you sent this to me, I think, or I don't know if you sent it to me, but you see it on Twitter and you see like the they took a picture of the stadium. And then they put like um, in reference to the seats, how much each ticket is. And we talked about this last week, too. Yeah, like going to the Super Bowl is not for really for fans anymore. It, it's, a not, it's, it, it's a status event. It's unless you're like a super wealthy fan of a team. You know, or you win tickets, or you know something like that. A real fan doesn't end up really going to the games anymore. It's like, no, you know, it's 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 a joke. You know, it's six. It's like you know six thousand dollars for a nosebleed seat. You know that that's on top of all the airfare and hotels and all this other stuff. Uh, and you and you go to the Super Bowl, man. You got to get some you know some some uh, memorabilia too. So that's that's probably another what two hundred dollars for a shirt or something like that. So right, um, it's a little bit of a ridiculous. Uh, uh, you know, prices and everything like that. And like the Rams, they didn't do a great job of even selling out their stadium in the playoffs when they had a home playoff game against the Niners. So I can't yeah, imagine even this being essentially like a, a home Super Bowl for them, that there's going to be a ton of Rams fans there. It's going to be like what you said last year. You know, it's going to be a bunch of suits wearing a Matthew Stafford or Aaron Donald jersey with the tags 100%. hanging out. And yeah, uh, that, that not a stain or smudge. Yeah, not a stain or smudge at the pro shop. Something yeah. that's not, sta- you know, that that hasn't has, you know, you you wear your jerseys enough. They they like, I don't know. They just not. They like melt here. They conform not, to you. They conform yeah, to you. Yeah. yeah, right. They they conform to you. And these guys will just you know, be fresh fresh off the rack. And I, I don't. I think Cincinnati. They haven't been to the Super Bowl since like the eighties. Um, when I think they lost the Niners. Um, I, I think some some of the, their fans w- will travel, but you know it's it's just unfortunate the Super Bowl has become like a status event and not the pinnacle for you know diehard football fans and their teams. So what, what right. are your it's thoughts? It's kind of like the the it's kind of like the divisional championship is really like the pinnacle for the average fan to be able to go to, and that's yeah. even a, a stretch. Yeah, but you're looking at spending like ten grand and then say they lose. That, yeah, that's just doubling down on feeling like a, a freaking loser. Um, 100%. But I'll, so on the game, I, I kind of took a bunch of notes on this because I think when you and I talked um, a couple weeks ago, we were both like kind of leaning towards Joey B and the boys. And um, I've also switched over to the Rams camp, which is unfortunate. But I was just kind of looking at it on paper, like if we're going to break it down by um, by groups, you know, like I'll give 
the Bengals the edge with the QB. I think Joe Burrow is kind of operating at almost a higher level than Matt Stafford right now. He's faced kind of a bit more adversity, and I mean specifically on the field. They don't the, the teams with the most adversity have really been my my Raiders. Um, but but Joe Burrow has gotten out of a lot of crappy situations, and he's performed really highly. Offense, I would maybe give the Bengals a little bit of an edge just because. T. Higgins and, and Burrow could both be ones, but then you've got Cooper Cup could both be ones. Then I may give the advantage to um, the Bengals' uh, run run game. Um, you know, J- Joe Mixon is is legit, probably more so than uh, the, the, Cam Akers right now. The run the run game, I I, I definitely give to the um, to the Bengals the the passing game. You know, I think Tyler Boyd Van Jefferson compare somewhat to each other. Higgins Beckham close Chase. Cup close. I, I think it's like you know, right. long, long, that's long, why long term, long term Bengals. This game, I think it, it's pretty evenly matched on the wide receiver end. Um, yep, agreed. And both their t- and both their tight ends are not a hundred percent too. So that's. I think Uzoma is not playing. Uzoma is not playing. I don't. Okay, that's I, I think as of right, he's right. Which obviously we have another week to see, but I think as of right now, they don't think he's going to make the turnaround for two weeks. Um, and then, and then for defense, I'm going to have to go Rams on the advantage. 100%. Special teams, they're pretty close. Um, and then coaching, Zach Taylor is a is a disciple of Sean McVay, and obviously the disciples pick up their own things. But uh, you know, I think you got to. And this, guy, he's already been in the game before, so I think I have to go Rams in that one with McVay. Mm-hmm. So you look at it, and really, the only two, the only like I would say, bona fide advantage is. Burrow at the quarterback, and even if if you get Stafford on a good day, then he's he's better, yeah, um, or close to it. So you know, so we look at that. Um, Stafford, I think, could be shaken up by the pressure a little bit more. Burrow, as we've said, and I hate admitting to it, the kid does have ice in his veins. But the Rams really they rush four at a minimum. They do prefer rushing five, um, so that's you know one less linebacker that's going to be in the middle of the field. So Burrow whipping the ball out quick like he does could end up being a problem. But I think this is a different kind of pressure. Like Aaron Donald hits you like no other. That's what every quarterback says. Like being mauled by the dude is another experience. Um, and I think he's kind of going to get hit that hit pretty hard. Um, so I kind of think he might even get sacked more than he did against the Titans, which as we know was nine. But their O-line is just so bad. And I give them a lot of credit because usually like bad O-line and that's the Achilles heel, that's the crutch. And you say you can't win with it. Um, and I mean, you you know from your experience last year that the Chiefs really couldn't win with the O-line like that, but they also can't win when the receivers are dropping balls at yeah. Tyreek Hill, the famous one that hit him in the center of his helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, you, like, you guys could have won, but everyone has to match on both sides of the ball. Um, so, yeah, so Burrow, he's going to get the ball out quick. There's going to be a lot of responsibility um, on the Rams secondary and linebacker. We know they're going to put pressure on him, but if he can keep getting the ball out, um, that could be a problem. Um, and then, yeah, I, I just really think that you kind of have the super team that may not be around next year, but they've really put everything into this one. They're almost at full strength besides maybe Higby, you know, and, and obviously, um, Robert Woods, but he's been out for a while. And then you kind of have the young bucks. I know Burrow doesn't say underdogs, but they are, um, you know, they're the team that no one thought would make it. And they, except as you who was that? Um, Dan Orlovsky yeah. has been saying that Dan the whole time. Orlovsky. All right. I'll give him credit for that. Um, you know, he lives in Connecticut. Yeah, Yukon's posting about oh, he's posting about uh, Ned Lamont the other day and how upset he is with him. Yep. But fun fact there. So uh, I kind of think that the Rams are gonna go all out. McVeigh's not gonna lose this two times in a row. 
So I'll also go Rams. I think it's going to be closer, though. I'm going to even go under the four and a half points. I'm going to say 31-27 Rams. And then if we want to get into our own personal uh, biases, I'll root for Stafford, McVay, and Aaron Donald. But I have personal feelings about Joe Burrow, a.k.a. Kevin McAllister, for ruining my Super Bowl (laughs) dreams this year. Um, Zach Taylor, I just think that he cries too much if any call even goes the fraction of a negative way towards him. Like, I get it. If you get a bad call, but like clear holding by like one of his offensive linemen and he looks like he's, his head's ready to explode. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's, it's by the book, a penalty. Yeah. And he thinks if he just flips out enough, then maybe it'll get reversed. And then Odell, I, I just, I don't, the, the diva receiver is just one of the least appealing things to me. Yeah. Um, the, the, no, we've been the crazy that. thing about McVeigh is like, you know, he'll have, you know, Matt LaFleur as his disciple, Zach Taylor as his disciple, and then his OC is going to be the Vikings head coach, Kevin O'Connell. And uh, Oh, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> right? And this dude's 35. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Right. So, yeah, and so he's – that's the other thing is he keeps having to recycle – and retrain a new staff. It's got to be a nice feeling, though. You know, like, oh, man, if I become his offensive coordinator, I'm going to be a head coach in a year or two. This is great. Yep. So um, I just – I would be surprised. He, I think, I hope he got the jitters out of his system last time when he did that challenge with 10 minutes left and, and used his last time out. Like, do not do that in the Super Bowl. So hopefully he was just confident or just kind of letting his emotions get the best of him, but don't do that again. Yeah. So, so we're both taking the Rams to win. That's kind of surprising. I thought you were going to stay with – Iceman, you know, I Joey B. maybe it's reverse psychology, and that I, I, I mean, I want the Bengals to win. I just think the Rams will. You got to go with want and no are obviously two different things. I just have a, I have a good feeling that the Rams will get it done. And and you could chalk it up to biases as well, but I also think that, and we've talked about this when you see these new guys come out of the league, and they're like, oh, you know, like wow, that was a lot slower than I thought, or that was easier than I thought to uh, Justin Fields. I'm talking to you too. Um, and then it's not that easy. So I think you need to set the standard that it's not an easy league. You do have to put in place your dues to get to the top. I almost think it'd be too easy if they get in here with, I mean, Joe Burrow, two seasons, T Higgins, two seasons, Joe Mixon, three, Jamar Chase, one, you know, like let's dial it down. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then obviously... I, I can't believe I left him out of there. Obviously, I'm rooting against Eli Apple. That's the big one. Yeah, that's who I'm rooting. That's, that's I, the so, only reason I want the Bengals to lose is because of Eli Apple. Right. And how sad is that? Like, every, this should be like a feel-good story. It should be like the Browns making it. But uh, you can't because of this one clown. Yep. So um, that's really all I had. I mean, I'm, I'm curious how, you know, like, we're so late in the season that everyone knows how the other team plays. You can change your, up your game plans, like, you know, didn't expect to see the way Todd Bowles had uh, his defense cranking against the Chiefs last year in the Super Bowl. So there are there can be surprises like that, but I don't expect that we're going to see that many um, this year because like we know Joe Burrow is going to be under pressure. We know he's going to whip the ball out quick. We know the Rams are going to be rushing five and four nonstop. Um, so we'll see. I'm curious. I'm really curious how this one turns mm-hmm. out. I, I if they surprise me, I'll give them credit, but. I don't know if you had any other thoughts before we move on to the uh, the coaching tree. No, sir. No, sir. What is it? The coaching carousel? Coaching they call carousel, it? coaching tree, coaching, coaching car- shit show. That's applicable. Yeah. yeah. We have another. Yeah. Yeah. We got an aspect of that to talk about as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll we'll go with our only bit of Raider news right now. So obviously we know they signed Josh McDaniels and Ziegler for the GM position. They did sign Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator from the Giants. 
Um, they did have the Bears D coordinator. I don't know how you say his last name. Decide to say, I liked him, but he's like an exclusive three four guy. And Patrick Graham, as you remember, the Giants beat the Raiders, which is a whole other thing. But his scheme isn't really defined by a strict three four or four three. He adjusts based on what players he has basically. And then he'll go from there. And he also adjusts to his opponent, which is wild to think about. Um, that was kind of my one knock with Gus Bradley, our D coordinator from last year is he decided I'm not going to change how I run my defense. When I play the chiefs, get destroyed by the chiefs, play them again. I'm going to run the exact same scheme and we'll see how it goes. And it didn't go well because you guys scored almost a hundred points. I think mm-hmm. off those two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we kind of got you out of your funk with that one in Week 10, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, appreciate it. So uh, I'm not going to talk about every assistant the Raiders hire. Um, they grabbed Champ Kelly from the Bears to be the assistant GM. Um, he actually is the one that negotiated the whole Khalil Mack trade. Um, so kind of an interesting story there. But Khalil Mack actually wanted him to stay and take the GM role with the uh, with the Bears, but they ended up uh, – I think it was the assistant GM from the Browns ended up falling over no, there. No, it was Pools from the Chiefs. As the GM for the Bears? The new GM for the Bears is Brian Poole. You're right, yes. I'm trying to think of who, what position this guy took then. Or who, no, I don't know. Anyways, um, somebody from the Browns went somewhere. All right, so that's pretty much covered it for the Raiders. We're still waiting to see who they make for an offensive coordinator. Um, obviously, my secret dream is I still get Byron Leftwich, and he realizes the Bucks are a dumpster fire now without Brady and wants to be an offensive coordinator, but that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, it's a dream. So... It is. It is. So we'll go with probably the least exciting ones. Um, Everflues, the D coordinator from the Colts, is the Bears head coach. He was one of the first ones to fall. Um, and fun fact, Gus Bradley is now the co- the Colts defensive coordinator. So that works. Um, Broncos grabbed Hackett, the offensive coordinator from the Packers. Saints still have yet to appoint uh, one. Texans still looking. Dolphins still looking. Giants. We'll get to him last. Um, Jaguars actually just signed Doug Peterson. Byron left, which backed out. And I'm sure you could show – you seem to have a little more info on this as well. But the whole Trent Baalke yeah, thing is he, really he, Trent pushing is, clients um, away. Uh, that's why Jim Harbaugh left the Niners was because of Trent Baalke. So I, and it's not like he's built anything special in Jacksonville. So I don't really know the fascination behind the dude. But, uh, yeah, that's why I left, which left and wasn't a fan of Baalke. Didn't think they could have a good working relationship. I mean, Leftwich coming to the Jaguars was the perfect story. The first, the former franchise quarterback comes back to help the next franchise quarterback. I mean, he couldn't rid it any better. So that's that's a that's a bad move on Shad Khan and the uh, the Jaguars, who are just a consistent consistent dumpster fire. Make the Raiders look like the Patriots. Um, so uh, I don't know how I feel about you saying that. Well, there it's the Patriot way in Raiderville now. So right. Oh my God, Raiderville, <laughs> Raiderville. Um, yeah, and then uh, other coaching news. Uh, I was a little bummed about this. Mike Kafka was uh, the um, Chiefs' quarterback coach is now the offensive coordinator in New York. Um, I had hopes that he might take the offensive coordinator position because I had a feeling that the enemy was going to get a coaching job or go elsewhere. But um, that doesn't look like the case now. I have a bunch of uh, people on Chiefs Twitter have said, oh, Alex Smith or Michael Vick could be our next quarterback coach, which won't happen. Um, um, but it's a good thought. It drives me nuts when when people use pro 
pro athletes mm-hmm. because they were good and they automatically. Oh so, yeah, Dan like, Marino's going to be like, like, no, he no, he's not going to be your right. quarterback. Charles Woodson should be the next head coach of the Raiders. Uh, Stop. Dude, the guy didn't even like practicing when he was on the Raiders. He and you want him to be a head coach? Yeah. Let him be. And I, he said the same thing. I have no interest in that. Let me just enjoy my Hall of Fame status and mm-hmm. the best corner that we probably ever had. Yep. So. And then. Oh, I can't stand that. The uh, former Chiefs offensive coordinator for um, one season, Brian Dayball. For former oh, Chiefs coordinator. Yeah. Brian Dayball. He's the new uh, head coach of the Giants, which I think was a great move for them. Um, yeah, I really yeah, like that. I think that's going to bode well for Daniel Jones because they seem to be pretty invested in him. Even though they have the two first-round picks and there's plenty of other quarterback options Daniel Jones has never had a, a had a firm or stable um, coach to really help him. I think they've kind of just thrown him into the fire. So I think having Brian Dayball as, as his coach now as an offensive centric coach will be very good. I don't think Joe Judge was the right person for him. So I, I have I have high hopes for Daniel Jones, and I think the Giants have some skill position players, and the NFC East is not relatively um, hard or super tough where they can make some noise. You know, maybe against even the Washington Commanders. How about that? Oh, God. Terrible. The commies, as Al Michael says. The commies, yeah. That's great. Ridiculous, dude. Uh, And uh, so on that same note, so I I just saw that um, Brian Flores is emerging as the likely favorite for the Texans job. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting, Um, especially with Deshaun Watson likely on his way out. So I thought those two were going to be a – Maybe 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 they're br- maybe they're bringing him in to try and salvage that. I don't know. Uh, you know, yeah. the, I think the is it Kasiri or somebody who runs the uh, Texans. Him and they were Patriot guys together, so it makes sense. I thought Flores was going to end up in Chicago or or or, uh, or the Texans, so that makes sense. Now, prior to the lawsuit, you thought that was going to happen? Yeah, prior to the lawsuit. Yeah, I thought that I thought Harbaugh okay. was going to end up in Miami and Flores was going to end up in Chicago just because he just seemed like a Chicago-type coach, you know what I mean? Defensive-oriented, just monsters of the midway type stuff. So, But, yeah, You're I right. mean, Flores obviously puts that lawsuit out um, and, you know, was kind of put him out, put himself out as like the sacrificial lamb that he's never been able to get a job again. I didn't really think that was the case. I think the Texans could probably use some – a facelift and hiring Brian Flores will make them look a lot better than they than they are because they don't necessarily have the best lineage of ownership and stuff that has been said about certain things. So I think it's a good move. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, obviously the whole confusion with Bill Belichick is both tragic and hilarious at the same time because I just picture him using this little flip phone and saying, oh, hey, Brian, congrats. Like, uh, Do you know which Brian you're talking to? Oh, my goodness. So um, we won't get into like the particulars of the lawsuit, but I I do think it's it's interesting. I don't think there's anything wrong with teams having an idea of who their top candidate is. It's the same thing in the draft. You know that, hey, at number five, I want to take C.D. Lamb, and then you end up taking Henry Ruggs. Like, things just happen. Um, I'm just using that as a random example. Um, And you have that guy in mind, and it can affect your status to – you know, successfully or completely interview somebody, but it sounds like they gave him a fair shake. Obviously they, they probably wanted Dayball from the get go and that's what it was. And Belichick knew through his sources that that's who they really wanted. So I wouldn't say that it's, it's a violation of any kind of league rules. And obviously we don't know what goes on behind the, those closed the, doors. The running rule is 
as good of it as, as good of the intentions were to have it, they weren't. Um, they weren't. It wasn't. It, it's you can have a like the Giants. They knew they wanted Dayball, but they still brought in Flores to talk to him, even though because they needed to, they didn't want to pay a fine. They wanted to uh, buy by league rules, um, which is just it just it's just not right. If if the Giants needed to go with a offensive coach, they need to go with Dayball. Um, but they also had to meet the requirements. So floors came in, you know what I mean? So it's just the intentions behind it are good, but it, it, it really doesn't help anybody. If you already know who you wanted to have coach, them, you know, coach, whether they're Hispanic, black, white, Asian, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If you know who your coach wants to be, who you want your coach to be, pick that person as your coach. I don't, I don't think it's, it, I, I know what you're saying. I don't think it's fair to, um, for someone to first off waste their time just so you can meet a rule. If you want Brian Flores, hire Brian Flores. If you want Brian Dayball, hire Brian Dayball. You know, um, if you know who you want, you know who you want. You know, it's it's right. it's not like this in exactly. any other you know profession really. You know, you gotta if you know who you want, you know who you want. Period. And who are we to say that Flores is brought in just to make? The he, he, was, he was in the running anyway. to the like, end. For, for, you know I mean, what I mean, he was. But if right. Brian Flores thinks about it, he's like. You know, I'm a I'm a defensive minded coach. That's my thing. The Giants, you know, had had a coach kind of like me before, and Joe Judge. You know, they needed to do something different. So, you know, I, I don't I don't blame them at all. Yeah. So, and and as we said, the Dayball hire works for them. It makes sense. Um, it's not like they skipped over him and then they hired. You know, what's his name from the you know, Dave Cully from the Texans or something like that. Um, so I'm curious to see where that goes. I think it's good though, that he does. Cause we, he was, we don't know what happened in Miami. Um, that, that made them give him the X. So obviously there's more to that story, but that's something that only people really deep within the league are going to know about as to why they thought it was time for him to go in Miami. But we know that he's fully capable of being a head coach. So I'm glad that it sounds like he still can get a shot with the Texans to show that he's not just being ousted from the league. Cause you now everyone's predicting, Oh, he's going to go the way of Kaepernick and he's, he's going to be out of the league completely. Um, it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. So it sounds like he's a finalist for the Dol- or uh, not the dolphins for the Texans. And actually I just saw that the dolphins are looking at 49ers offensive coordinator, Mike McDaniel, no S at the end. Otherwise there'd be two of them. Um, so that's interesting. So that pretty much just leaves um, the Saints. And we know the Vikings, as we said, are going to go with uh, offensive coordinator Keith McConnell, another apple from the McVay tree. Um, is, and I saw Kevin he just said today, like, what I say? Okay. O'Connell? Oh, maybe O'Connell. You're Irish, man. Maybe I'm just saying it wrong. That's how you said O'Donnell. <laughs> just, that's how you just O'Donnell. Maybe it is. No, I think it's O'Connell. I'll look it up right now just because I don't want to say anyone's name wrong. Yeah, it's O'Connell with a C. O'Connell. 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 Come on. Yeah. Money Irish, man. Exactly. I know. I saw people already uh, – there's actually already an account with his name saying Vikings head coach, but he's already asked not to discuss that until the – He says uh, he does have Super a coat, game, which that's is what he, That's how he responded. He's like, I do have a winter coat. <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go. All right. But it is interesting because this Super Bowl win is likely not unless he does something insane, like score zero points against the Bengals. Um, this win or loss will have no effect on his mm-hmm. career trajectory. You know, it'll just kind of pad the stats like, hey, 
And we're bringing in a Super Bowl winning coach and coach, we need you here Monday. Yeah. So um, that's really all I had on the head coaching tree. Um, I, I like that sign for the, for the Vikings. I think that offense has so many nice pieces that it, they need to bring it all together. And Zimmer mm-hmm. was just Justin Jefferson, super high. Like he might as well have just written. I'm, I'm getting fired on my forehead mm-hmm. um, with the stuff he was saying and that hate for Kellen Mond, which is just unreal. Um, but Saints, you know, so uh, we talked about it a little bit, but I mean, do you like the enemy's chances over uh, Dennis Allen, or uh, you know, the like the league is so offensive based um, that I wouldn't be shocked if the enemy gets a job. Um, he really doesn't have a quarterback there. I mean, I think he could work work well with Jameis if they, you know, I think Jameis will get re-signed. I don't think T- Taysom Hill is going to be their number one. Um, so yeah, I'd like the enemy to get a chance, man. I, I would. Um, you know, I, you know, we've talked before about some people just being good offensive coordinators and should stay there. Good offensive, good defense. Either they're like a good offensive coordinator or they're a good defensive coordinator. Um, and that should, they, they should stay there, but the enemy deserves a chance. Um, and, uh, I think new Orleans, he's, he's a Louisiana guy. Um, you know, he didn't go to college there, but he's from Louisiana. So I think it'd be a good homecoming for him. Um, and I think he's a very likable guy like Sean Payton, um, who the city really, you know, could rally behind. And uh, I think he could return the Saints to being, a, you know, uh, their perennial playoff contenders that they had been for, you know, the last 10 or 15 years. So, yeah, I think it'd be good. I think it'd be a good hire for sure. So I really wish him the best. Mm-hmm. If he goes there, if he comes back to KC, whichever, I, I just, you know, want the best for the guy. That one, for some reason, just seems less appealing to me because even though they, they have that stacked defense, their cap situation is such a nightmare. You just have a lot less to work with, and it's going to be kind of a more stressful free agency and a more stressful mm-hmm. draft yeah. draft period. Um, but, I mean, if if he if that's his shot, then he should take it. You know, um, I'm glad he's not going to go to the Broncos, although I don't like that anyone from the Packers organization is in there. And I'll be a lot more relaxed when I see that Aaron Rodgers is – Signed this supposed monster extension that they're going to send his way. So go ahead and send him that. Just do you, do you think he really? You West. think he's going to stay? I think he's going to stay. I think he's just going to do the. Because I, I don't really like what Brady did. I think like you, you're in this. I mean, I don't like a lot of what Brady did. Um, but I think like you're in this. You're entrenched with this team for a decade or longer, and then at the last minute, you're like, oh, I want to go try this, and that is what it is. But like, why not just? Write it out till the end, and then you go. Have, I mean, you have you have you have literally nothing even. stopping you in the NFC right now. Yeah. Oh, especially now. Yeah. So that that maybe that'll be a perk for him to, I mean, to think about. Matthew is, Stafford. Stay there that's what that is. I mean, Kyler Murray, yeah, but you're Aaron Rodgers. I think they're. I think in their last like four meetings with the Rams, they've won every time. So I, I don't think they should be too nervous about that. Um, and we know that's going to be a different team next year as well, but so are the Packers because they're also in a bit of a cap situation. Um, but yeah, that's that's really all I had on on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to continue to see see how these. I kind of want to see how the coordinators pan out for a few of these teams. I don't know if you had someone in mind if the enemy does go, who you would like want to put that out in the yeah, universe. Yeah, you take know, over. I, I I don't know honestly. Um, Andy Reid's always got somebody he's grooming. Um. I don't know if you go outside the organization to get, um, uh, you know, I hope they wouldn't bring back Matt Nagy, but nothing would shock me. Um, Cause you know, Nagy was a good offensive coordinator. He just was a terrible head coach. Um, 
So yeah, I don't I don't know. Right. I don't know who who would be the right who would be the right guy um, for Bill O'Brien. No, I'm good on that. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> there, I mean, there's we we still got time to figure that out. We obviously don't know if the enemy's leaving or not, but um, you know, whoever gets it is gonna you know be someone who I think um can throw. I mean, I don't. What's the word I'm looking for? Switch things up a bit. It be a new in an innovative mind for that offense because you yeah. have such a special player in Mahomes and the rest of those guys that it's not going to be some uh, cookie cutter offensive coordinator. It's going to be someone with a little bit of pizzazz and somebody who can you know just throw some different schemes out there and and, and make it fun. So we'll see though. Yeah, the last thing we want to see is like a an innovative offense turn into a pedestrian uh-huh. one. So. Hey, Greg Olson is available. The Raiders offensive coordinator. He's gone. So if you guys are really hurting, I don't think we're going to be hurting that bad. If you like the, okay, there you go. Um, and yeah, I think that's all we had on, on the coaching tree. So you want to get into our pretty much final center yeah. awards of the yeah. season. All right. All right, let's do it. What is that? It's a major award. I'm going to go with the move on award to Jaguars owner, Shed Khan. Um, he was asked why he won't move on from Trent Baalke as GM that has already cost him the chance to have uh, a pretty decent offensive coordinator as his head coach. And it may work out. I mean, with Peterson, I, I really like that signing, but I think that when you're getting this much public criticism and it's, it's been confirmed that people are not avoiding your organization because of this guy, that maybe it's time to find another mm-hmm. GM. And he basically said that he just didn't want to do another GM search. That's really his, his reasoning for not moving on from him. Same. So he said he wants to upgrade his front office, but he won't remove bulky. So I'm like, dude, I had a different title for it, but I'm trying. I like Shed Khan in general. So I'm yeah, Shed Shed Khan for being but, a you know billionaire businessman. Like that's really a bad business move. That's ridiculous. But you know, right? Maybe he doesn't care because he has so much, so many other investments. Yeah. But I don't know. I just that's your it's your million dollar franchise and this guy's the flagship of it. And he's making some terrible choices. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, we, you know, besides the obvious Trevor Lawrence, which wasn't a hard one to make the rest of their draft class last year. Wasn't all mm-hmm. that good. So, um, and they're going to have a ton of picks this year. So we'll see what they do with those. Um, who's so your center award coach? My center award goes to, and, and it might, this is actually just this, this center award just came to my mind because I just read something on it. Um, was the better watch out award because they interviewed Patrick Mahomes at like the second quarter or whatever, asked him how he's doing. And he was saying how at the pro at bowl, the pro bowl saying how he, how upset he is. And he's still thinking about the game last week and that he's not going to be able to get over it until he gets back to the super bowl and wins it. So that's just a fair warning to the league. You got to really pissed off Patrick Mahomes oh boy. and he's going to be ready to go. I think that team's going to be ready to go. Um, and, uh, yeah. So watch out, bro. Yeah. But he's pissed off because of his family. Yeah, members, it's, it's he everything. He's just going to be a very angry, angry man next year. He's going to be slamming buds on the side of the, like, hopefully he'll, he'll be slamming buds better than Tyreek Hill can. But, uh, uh, he did Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that did was not, not little impressive. Stone Cold Steve Lawson didn't, didn't do the best, but you know, he's still, still the fastest man in the NFL. So I'll give him that. It's fine. Although not according to the speed. They, oh yeah, he didn't even he, that man jogged. He was like he no, was he very nonchalantly, and he was still in the race. So, um, but you saw that he called out. He called out Usain yeah. Bolt 
he wanted another race and then Usain Bolt took a picture of their race and was like, you mean this guy? And yeah. it's like him and last just, I mean, you can see yeah, he's just yeah. jogging and Mike, Micah Parsons is the rookie that doesn't know how to calibrate. He said he's going to go hard in the pro bowl, but I haven't watched now nope. to tell if he is. Cause I, I, I saw that little, uh, that little run by Kamara and I'm like, Oh, I'm done. I, I don't joke. need this. Don't need this it's in my joke. life. That's why I don't watch as much college football unless it's like, you know, like, the SEC or like a couple Big Ten games, like I don't want to watch. We're not playing like, two hand touch. We're playing tackle. This is two hand touch. We're playing right. I can't watch that shit. Yeah, no, this is crazy. Um, it's all right. So that's that's it. Uh, we will let you guys know. We're gonna put it out on Twitter. There, we do have a big announcement coming after the Super Bowl is over. Big announcement. People. So we're gonna have some big announcement. Some some changes are coming. Yeah. Uh, for the 2022 season, and we're gonna give you more content than we ever have in the off season. Um, Coach and I are just going to get to it. Uh, you know, we, we draft after this episode is the Super Bowl and then it's draft time and we're yep, going to go we, crazy. We got, with it so we got, agency, the, we got the combine so. then we got the start of free agency and we got the draft. So there's, there's so much off season, you know, the NFL is 365, right? It's, you know, it's pretty much 24, seven, 365 with the world we live in now with Twitter and everything like that. So we go and add it strong. Uh, I, I love draft and free agency season. Um, I'm sure we'll be coming at you with predictions, maybe do a little mock draft stuff and whatnot. And I, I just, I, I, I live for that shit. I love it. So um, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of content and stuff that's going to come out for our teams. Cause it's just, it's, it's I, I can't even speak, dude. I'm so tired. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. I'm just excited about, All right. I'm so excited, so excited. I'm just babbling. Yep. So uh, it's, it's going to be fire. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. So you're good with it. And uh, we're going to go over, uh, in our next couple episode, our NFL honors results, because we did make predictions way back in August and they are staggering. So uh, we'll take a look at that then, but yep. Get ready for big announcement, big changes, but stick with us and we're going to keep sending it. So peace out. And yes, we saw Tyron Matthews son catch a touchdown pass. Eric. It was great. <laughs> <laughs>